This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. See, folks, I've read a lot of news in my day, but it's it's taken me until now to realize what real news is. Real news is supposed to let people know what the powerful are up to, so that power doesn't become corrupt. Hope everybody's doing well today. Oh, keep prayed up. Keep your relationship with God building. Be thankful every day that God wakes you up to see another day. It's only through God's will that you are still living is the actual and factual reality. I've had a couple of really serious near-death experiences, and I know for absolute certain that God has me here still as I am a servant to him, providing the truth as the truth will make us free. John 8, 32 in the Bible. Hallelujah. Oh, I was, I promised we were going to get into some solutions, but there was a new interview that came out with a very researched, very informed individual and that I had to get out some information about. So I'm going to provide that here today. This has to do with what, you know, topic that we are always focused on and that's November 2020's election and the subsequent approval of those election results on January 6th, which again, most people forget about January 6th being the date that those election results were accepted and approved by Congress, the criminal cabal within these United States. These are domestic traitors. These are domestic criminals that are here within our own country, within our government that are stealing from us, not just our money, which is in the trillions, but they're stealing our freedoms. And without the freedom, nothing else matters. So you need to understand that. But I want to bring you this information that is specific about December 23rd, January 6th, and with, you know, Pence and Pelosi and other traders creating illegal activities in order to bring on the 25th Amendment on January 6th. You're probably not going to hear this anywhere else. So we're going to bring that to you right now. 2020, 2020, you saw what happened. That's certified an illegal election. That's where I come into play, right? Okay. One thing I will pause to say about the illegal election is that, yeah, I'm live in Pennsburg, Raven. I'm the guy that tweeted out a memo that Trump retweeted. That ended up being essentially in, in the national conversation for the, I guess, subsequently John Eastman to pick up on and create the legal framework on essentially explaining how Mike Pence could defend the U.S. Constitution. And he goes to, uh, due to misfeasance on December 23rd, he did nothing. And then later on January 6th, due to malfeasance and straight up over blatant constitutional violations to secure what happened. January 6th was the facilitated unlawful entry into the Capitol in order to stop the objections of the six states to be aired uncensored on C-SPAN for the whole world to see in order to be able to solidify the previous six-plus coups that had been been failed attempts prior to that point. And they did it by facilitating the unlawful entry in the Capitol and are only prosecuting those individuals that were Trump supporters and those that participated in the coup on behalf of Speaker Pelosi, 
possibly Mitch McConnell and their two sergeants at arms. He and Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law, Michael Wallace, John Sullivan, Ray Epps, in the collective, and maybe some elements of the U.S. Capitol Police at the DNC and RNC diversion to see what we just saw. And then the media distribution arm of that, one of them was up. Several of them included the Communist News Network, um, the DNC, the mainstream DNC Network, and uh, was the other one. Uh, there was one other one I was about to mention. Oh, and then the uh, the project that Liz Cheney associates her with. There you go. There you go. So those were the, dis the immediate disinformation purveyors in order to set the frame for the entire country to believe that it was a quote-unquote insurrection, when in fact it was a straight-up illegitimate illegal coup d'etat. And I'm going to pause and say this. On January 5th, 147 House members, Mobile senators, and growing by the minute in the morning of the 5th, had already publicly stated that they were going to object to at least a couple states, thus potentially putting putting us in a 12th Amendment option. Continued election, right? Which you probably cover, you know. That's it. At noon, Bowser and Pelosi are refusing Cash Patel's 20,000 troops. Chris Miller, right? Those guys. Putting out a statement that no Article II branch of government, law enforcement entities, DHS, DOJ, DOD, could be deployed to support the Capitol without the permission of the DC mayor. Pelosi. At that same time, John Sullivan is seen meeting with Michael Moss, son in law of Nancy Pelosi at the W Hotel just north of Freedom Plaza in DC. What are they talking about? Probably the Fed surrection about to take place the next day. Thank you. And then in the evening, John Sullivan is standing there right next to Ray Epps as he's saying, What? About tomorrow? We're going to go inside the Capitol. And at the same time, he, Ray Epps is doing that. What's going on in the bushes at the DNC and the RNC? Oh, we've got Antifa people jumping inside uh, MAGA costumes. No. Pipe bombs being oh, placed. Pipe bombs, yes, at the, uh, the uh, DNC and the RNC. Yes, yes, yes. Any idea who did that? Well, <laughs> We gotta keep some stuff for the next time you come on the show. But you have an idea? Let's do that. I'll say this: the Sergeant at Arms of the House, Paul Irving, on that day was a Sergeant at Arms for Speaker Nancy Pelosi, where the joint session was taking place. The Sergeant at Arms is one of the three. The House Sergeant at Arms is one of the three voting members of the Capitol Police Board. Okay. The other two are the Capitol Architect. Please interview that one. Okay. And the Senate Sergeant at Arms, who is now deceased. Yeah. The fourth member of the Capitol Police Board was not a voting member is the U.S. Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sun. The Capitol Police have jurisdiction over the area which includes the DNC and RNC where those five bombs were placed. A current jurisdiction with D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. Okay. So, I don't know. Those are the two entities that should be questioned about the investigation about the five bombs, but not the FBI. They are the ones that provided the FBI with the content. The FBI does not have jurisdiction over that area unless the Capitol Police or the D.C. Metro provides it to them. And they only provided what, according to uh, Revolver News? 
one video. Yeah, yeah. The other one, you saw that, right? Yes, I did see that, yeah. I was just, so, like, you know, I, this is something that I've been considering, like filing a FOIA request for it, all the videos. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a lot of heavy information that's very contrary to what you hear out on the Mockingbird news, fake media, fake news, fake people, paid provocateurs, paid profiteers, paid actors, paid crisis actors, paid participants of this coup d'etat against we the people of these United States. So we're going to end it there and we're going to put more up tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Cause these are my people and this is my Welcome to my house.